What's up, everyone? Welcome in to another episode of the podcast. Uh, we're recording Sunday, uh, July 9th, and uh, we have our long-awaited guest, Brian Work, joining us for not only the podcast segments, but also the intro. So, uh, Brian, Caleb, how you guys doing? Doing well. Glad to be here. Glad to be here. I am doing well as well. Thank you, as always, for hosting, Noah. It's always a pleasure. Brian, thanks for your patience uh, all along the way as we have this long-awaited conversation that I'm sure will <laughs> get hot and heavy real quick. So it'll be fun. Yeah, so uh, we were, we were going to create, you know, uh, uh, an agenda and those types of things. But Brian has sent us a spreadsheet with three separate tabs um, breaking down his team, the league, and his division. So we've got plenty of content to, uh, to dive in um but yeah. first uh yeah before we do that we need to talk about some of these name changes in the league if not everyone has seen them so there's been a lot of moving players and pieces so you know naturally if you do not own a player and your team is named after said player you should probably look to you know change that up a little bit um speaking to some people who uh maybe named after ex-Bears quarterbacks. No call-outs right there. Um, but also, I didn't know, Noah and Brian, if you saw Preston's team name, I did not fully understand it, so I did not know if either one of you could shed some light on the team name. If you don't know what it is, it is now named Four Verts is the mm. new team name. Absolutely. No, if you want to make up an answer, you can. I do know the answer, though. You know? Okay. Well, then, yeah, I'll make up an answer. So, awesome. First, it was like Johnston and Johnson or something like that, right? That's what it was yeah. for. And then he traded Quentin Johnson. So, naturally, he's got to change the name. Uh, four verts. So, my made up answer to this is uh, <laughs> Preston. Ne- well, that was a dog. Um, that is a dog. <laughs> So Preston knows that this year is kind of a Hail Mary for him. Uh, so, uh, you know, might as well run four verts, see if uh, he can make some magic happen. But the the likelihood is not high. That's that's my made up answer. I mean, that's a solid answer, Noah. I think that's a, a solid, educated guess. Here's the thing. Preston's fantasy game is probably as good as his Madden game. And he just spams four verts on Madden. And so when it comes to fantasy, he's just spamming the same stuff in every league, hoping it works one time. So that's kind of what the name comes down to. All right. I'd say I was half right. <laughs> Absolutely. I was trying to look at his team and, like, see if his wide receivers made sense for, like, running four verts <laughs> or something. And I was like, no, I don't think so. No, they don't. That makes more sense. Now, R- Brian, you and Preston played – Madden to determine who got the first pick in your, um, you know, draft to come into the league, right? Yes, sir. Who, uh, who took the, who took the dub in Madden? So I took the dub in Madden and then I took the dub in 2K. So we didn't even need to get to FIFA. (laughs) So, yep. Preston, come on, man. I know. No, I, uh, I suck at like, all sports games so i have no room to talk but uh 
Call of Duty or Fortnite, I, I can be a little more competitive. Fair enough. <laughs> Noah's still rocking Fortnite. Gotta love it. <laughs> Gotta love it, man. They got no, they got no build mode, so you know you, you don't you don't get overwhelmed by um, by the ten year olds that can by the ten year olds with no life. Yeah, it's great. <laughs> All right. Well, we will um, go ahead and hop into our first segment. Uh, we'll spend some time just getting to know Brian, um, getting his thoughts on just the first few months of being in the league over this off season, preparing for the season. Um, and then also just thoughts on the overall uh, league and his division. So let's dive on in. All right. So jumping into segment two, before we get to Brian's beautiful spreadsheet that I'm sure at some point we'll have to share with the whole league so they can kind of follow along. But before we get into that, um, Brian, just a couple of housekeeping things. Um, if you could just kind of tell people, one, I'm, I think everyone knows, but the team that you root for, um, and then just a little about yourself and maybe like why you, uh, why you wanted to be in this dynasty league. Yeah, absolutely. So uh, I'll start off by saying that my dad is a season ticket holder for the Cleveland Browns and has been ever since 99 when they came back. Um, But in 2001, he said, Brian, all Cleveland sports suck. So you pick your teams right now and you aren't a front runner. And so at 2001, Donovan McNabb was the QB for the Eagles and I fell in love instantly. And so I'm a diehard Philadelphia Eagles fan and have been since uh, 2001. What was the record in 2001? Just out of curiosity. You don't need to know that, Caleb. It's probably better than any record the Browns have had. I just, you know, I just wanted to know if you're a bandwagon fan or anything. I've been a fan through Chip Kelly, so that proves I am not a bandwagon fan. Ooh, ooh, eleven and five in 01. Yeah, yeah, not horrible, not horrible, but um, yeah, I live in uh, Lorain, Ohio. I'm a student ministry pastor. Uh, have a wife, two kids, and a dog that you heard earlier. And I wanted to join this league because any opportunity to beat Preston in another fantasy football league is is something I'm going to jump into. So, yes. what are so, you what are you two going to do with the combined league that you're in, where you are co-managing? Um, I've already in that one. I can't. But here's the beautiful part: I already have a spreadsheet that him and I are creating together, and we're creating a team philosophy. Dude, it's beautiful. I'm not sure there's a team out there that's going to beat Preston and I when we come together. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. That's good. No, um, I mean, it doesn't sound like Preston's too hard to beat knowing uh, he was at Waffle House (laughs) Caleb last year. Absolutely. uh, You know, as as I've mentioned, that that really sold me on welcoming him to the league. And then, Brian, you're just part of (laughs) – part of the package so uh absolutely at some point we'll meet you in person but uh yeah it's good to have you on the podcast and, and maybe for your waffle house next year we'll meet you in person uh, yeah. it won't happen but you keep dreaming Caleb. <laughs> <laughs> not, i'm not rooting for your demise anymore brian i don't have any i mean every podcast you have said how trash my team is so <laughs> i thought i was pretty nice in the last podcast but <laughs> I also, All right. I wouldn't know because I don't go back and listen to them. So, <laughs> right, right. To be fair, 
Um, I think Alan initially threw you under the bus in the last podcast, and then he uh, did. And then Caleb said, "I didn't say it." <laughs> Correct, which is basically saying I agree, but that's all right. <laughs> which is a great segue into Brian Sheet, where Brian has Alan as the best team slash manager for the future, ranked one I do. Overall. I do. Yeah, yeah. You know, let's just – you mentioned it. Let's just go ahead and dive into that. I'm, I'm curious. So there's a lot of things in this spreadsheet. And, yeah, we probably should – I mean, Brian, it's up to you whether you want to – you want to share this broader, but um, we're basically going to break it all down here anyways. Um, but you've got a section that ranks from one to 12, the best team slash manager for the future. Yeah. And um, number one is Alan. Number two is Caleb. Number three is you, Brian. Um, I don't know if I'm going to, you know what? We're going to go all the way through. Number oh, four. We're going all the way down. Number four is Preston. Number five is me. Thank you. Number six is Will, seven is Charlie, eight is Michael, nine is Jacob, ten is Mike, eleven is Maya, and twelve is Jordan. Now, yes, sir. Can you can you break down what criteria uh, led to these rankings? Yeah, there's there's three main components to these rankings, um, and so the first component is the average age. Uh, we don't get to just redraft our players like we do in another league. Age matters here. And so as, as incredible as Charlie's team is, and if you see in the spreadsheet, I predict that he's probably going to win it all again this year. Man, his average age is 26 years of age, and he has a lot of old people, and it takes one snap. It takes one year for them to miss a step, and his whole team is downhill. Um, and so that's that's the first component is the, the age of the team. What is the average age? The okay. second component to that is how active is this manager? So I understand that the teams that are at the top who feel like they have a sustained winning strategy and they have the players in peace maybe don't feel like they need to be as active. But if you're not being active in the league, I don't believe in you whatsoever. If you're not willing to make transactions or make trades and try to better your team, complacency never leads to growth. It always leads to decline. And so transaction numbers matter. And then the last one is, What's your record? Have you finished well? Just like in the NFL uh, organization, however they are structured, if it's a winning structure, even if they have a bad year, they're always going to bounce back. So what's been the history? And unfortunately, we didn't have as much data as I'd love, so this is a little skewed, but I put the average finishes of the last two years, and I gave Preston and I a sixth place, so smack dab in the middle since we haven't been in here yet in that. And so you took those three numbers in the rankings and you added them together, and that gave you the average number, and that's how I got the best team slash manager for the future. All right, and that's I mean, I love I love the the results of it. So, <laughs> of course, yeah, you did. Yeah, Caleb, I'm on board. Caleb, so. Number two. Yeah, well, and just to clarify, that average finish is is finish in the regular season, right? Not uh, not finish in the playoffs. Correct. Because I firmly believe that regular season takes skill and playoffs take luck. Yeah, yeah, a little bit of both. Uh, I'll give you both. I mean, yeah, regular season, you got 14 games to prove it. Um, Correct. I, I would argue that my team was the best team last year and I didn't win at all in the playoffs. So, you know, that's fine. I agree I'm with not, that. I'm not bitter. 
<laughs> what were you ranked in the regular season, though, Mel? Uh, I think I finished second or third. So, but uh, but I made some trades mid-season and then got hot um, after getting Devontae Adams from Jacob. So, uh, yeah, I didn't start off too well. But <laughs> I mean, I I love I love that you you put some criteria together here, Brian, and uh, and created a ranking. I I'd, I'd love to hear Jordan's thoughts on being last <laughs> in this. Um, but uh, Caleb, what are your, what are your thoughts on on the criteria? Other than being pleased that you're second on this list, yeah, I mean, I obviously love being second on this. I I don't know how I feel about Allen in front of me, um, <laughs> but you know, he's also in front of everyone else, so can't be too upset. Um, also, love Jordan down there at twelve. Jordan, if you are listening to the podcast, you know, just. Maybe maybe peruse some of the trades I've sent you in the last like four days. I think I've sent Jordan about ten to fifteen in the last two days. <laughs> yep. So yep. you know maybe this will spark some of those conversations of you know according to Brian Sheet might want to might want to consider those make some transaction moves you know help the squad <laughs> out. So initial when I look at it, I mean I think it's great. I mean Jacob's gonna love being in ninth on this. I can just tell you that from the last podcast. Um, that is like, that's a huge win for him. I think uh, already off the bat. Um, so, I mean, yeah, I think it's, I think it's good. I think, I think there's some nuances that are hard to decipher. I mean, Charlie's won back to back years. Yeah. Um, so, you know, kind of like if it's, it's not broke, don't fix it kind of thing, you know? Um, so kind of hard to, to see him struggle but i do agree that he's got some old pieces so a year or two from now when you start factoring in the future he's gonna have to draft well or make some moves to to keep it going so yeah it's it's good what are you what about you Noah? uh yeah i mean i i like it um i think maybe adding a fourth criteria of like playoff finish or something that gives some value to winning it all for uh specifically for for charlie and um for Michael finishing second last year. Um, and then, you know, I mean, I don't know how, again, I have no better solutions, but uh, the average age, you know, definitely, especially like long-term, as you think about your dynasty team, you, you don't want to be super old. And I'm saying that as a guy who has multiple players who are in the very last stages of their career. Um, but, uh, you know, not, not all players are created equal when it comes to age, right? You know, I mean, Alec Pierce and uh, uh, Garrett Wilson are the same age, but uh, I would say, you know, one's much more valuable than the other. So um, while Allen might have the one of the youngest teams in the league, I think Allen said himself in the last podcast, I don't know if he's planning on competing very well with that youth. So, uh, you know, I think that could skew it a little bit but you definitely don't want to have all your players be approaching the age of 30. It's probably not a recipe for long-term success. <laughs> um, yeah. I also, I would also add that I love that the, all of this plays into the division piece of kind of like, what is the hardest division? So division ranking, um, all of this kind of plays into that a little bit as well, which when I look at it, 
that that's I think the biggest part for me that I'm I'm struggling with because I think when you look at like best team manager for the future like when you start adding adding in the future piece I can kind of see where a lot of it a lot of it lines up now Jordan Allen Charlie and Brian being the hardest division and Michael Will Preston and Maya being the easiest division feels like we need to swap those Brian <laughs> Do you have any thoughts on that off the bat? Because I don't want to be in Division One. I don't think you want to be in Division One this year. And if you look at this year's prediction, I do have Michael being second best in this league. Um, and I have actually uh, nobody else. Oh, I have Will sneaking in in the seventh spot. But that division just beats up on itself. And that is true. And so I think that with that, plus they're, they have an older team, I just I don't think that the future is there for that division. I, I will say I do think out of that division, you're only going to see two teams uh, make it to the playoffs. I think that that little wild card seventh place is going to come from, uh, from a different spot. Yeah, that's – Just that's, because they're going to beat up on each other. Exactly. Yeah, yeah got correct. It four guys all trying to go for it in that division, at least to start off with um, versus the other two divisions might have people who don't have the uh, incentive to win all of their division matchups or at least try to win them. So, um, yeah, I mean, I think hardest when you look at hardest division, if you're talking about long-term overall future, um, I agree that, Division one is probably set up for short-term success more than long-term versus Caleb, your team terrifies me in the next like three to four years. Cause all of your <laughs> good players are like 23 year old wide receivers. So um, they're going to, and Bijan. So they're going to age well. Um, my team, maybe not. We'll see. But uh, yeah, I think it all depends on what, what are you looking at this year or, um, three years from now. seems like Brian's looking more three years from now. Absolutely. Which I would say so makes I, sense for a, for a new member of the league. I think that mindset is kind of the right mindset to have. It is. And yet, Brian doesn't have any of his draft picks for the next three years. So that will be an interesting dichotomy to discuss. Is, uh, you know, Brian, you have the youngest team in the league. Um but you also have sold a lot of your opportunities to get younger in the future by drafting rookies. So um, let's transition that into your team and we'll, we'll read through how your team currently stands today and then uh, get your initial thoughts on um, where your roster's at. Awesome. All right. So I, uh, at quarterback, you've got Jalen Hurts, uh, as was well documented. Uh, you you wanted him off of Mike. Took a bit of time. Had to get Josh Allen first, but you got him. Uh, so Jalen Hurts at quarterback, James Cook and Cam Akers at running back, Devontae Smith and Jerry Judy at wide receiver, Pat Fryermuth at tight end, Quentin Johnston and DeAndre Swift in the flex positions, Got the Philadelphia Eagles defense in there. And then some depth pieces, uh, notably Clyde Edwards-Alaire, 
Kenny Gainwell, Kyron Williams, and good old Paris Campbell. <laughs> so, Brian, what as you look at your team, um, what are your overall thoughts you head into year one? Um, I'm in love with my team. Um, there are not too many pieces that I don't like. Um, I think that Jalen Hurts, Devontae Smith is going to be the best wide receiver duo in the league. And I know there's I know there's some duos out there, but uh, I think Jalen Hurts take over QB1 in the fantasy world this year. Um, and I think Devontae Smith is about to take a huge jump. Um, A.J. Brown has been talking about how he is one of the best receivers he's ever seen. And so I'm loving it. Jerry Judy is literally – Michael Thomas with Sean Payton. It's going to be slants forever with that speed. Um, you can't doubt a Alabama speedy wide receiver. And I think Quentin Johnson is the number one wide receiver for the Chargers. I think Mike Williams and Keenan Allen can't stay healthy, and they're old dudes. And I think Johnston comes in and makes a rapport with uh, with Herbert right away, man. And I think I think he launches into that number one receiver spot fairly quickly. Forgot about your studded tight end there, Brian. <laughs> I I like him. I like him. He's younger. Um, I think Dallas Goddard has way better. I know I traded him, but I think he has way better upside for the first year or two. But I think if Firemuth can uh, keep up his his chemistry with uh, Pickett, I I think it could be a deadly combo. I think he could. I think he could do really well. So I'm excited with that young guy. I'm not sold, but I'm excited. I will yeah. say off the bat, for, for what you started with, Brian, your chances to compete this year, I think, have grown um, since when you first started. Uh, I mean, I love Jalen Hurts. I also think Cam Akers is, could be running back 35, but he could also be running back three. And if he's <laughs> running back three, that is a whole different ball game. And I think you could say the same thing about James Cook. James Cook could be a top 12 running back or he could be running back 20. Um, For sure. And so there's there's lots of kind of ups and downs with the players you have, but you've got a lot of shots. And so yep. if a couple of them pan out, if Jerry Judy becomes a top wide receiver, Devontae Smith already is in my book. Um, yep. And if Mike Williams, who has a laundry list of injuries, gets hurt again, Quentin Johnson is literally just sliding right into that exact same role. Absolutely. Um, so – there is, there is so much upside with the team, but there's also a lot of downside. So it's kind of like that give and take, but I think they are young. So in theory, they, they have a couple years to kind of put it together and, and put something on the table for you. Absolutely. Though I do yeah. want John Mechie back from you. I was very sad giving him up. <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. John Mechie... If you can overcome cancer, you can overcome anything. I mean, James Conner did it and did incredible for all you haters out there saying you traded for a guy who just overcame cancer. Look at James Conner. He succeeded very well. I love John Mechie. Lo not as much this year, but love his future. Absolutely. And that may come back to bite me, and now it's on a recording, but I don't care. <laughs> I mean, with this logic, someone needs to pick up Foster Moreau fast. man. <laughs> No, yeah, I was Caleb. I was surprised when you let John Mechie go. I know you, uh, you're very high on him. Um, 
I wanted it to be Josh Downs, but <laughs> I traded Josh Downs for a reason, my friend. <laughs> okay, I'll hold on to him. Maybe he'll go up in value. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Noah, do you have any kind of impressions of Brian's team going into this year and the future? Yeah. Um, I mean, I, I agree with a lot of what you said. Of There are definitely shots here that can pan out and be very, very good. Um, you know, I think Cam Akers is maybe one of the biggest boomer best potentials in the whole league. Um, who knows what's going to happen in the Bills' backfield and if James Cook, you know, the young guy, um, if he comes out and proves himself, then that could be huge. Jerry Judy, uh, first time I've heard him be the Michael Thomas of the Sean Payton offense, but that comment <laughs> makes, a lot of, it makes a lot of sense to me. I mean, if there's one guy that you ask me who's the Michael Thomas of this team, it's Judy. Um, so he – and he's got the talent to do it. Uh it depends on what you think of Russ because there's reports out of camp that Russ is being outplayed by who, whoever the back. I don't even know who the backup in Denver is. But it's <laughs> someone embarrassing. Um, Blake Jarwin, maybe? No, that's a tight end. Goodness. <laughs> who, whoever. Um, so if you believe in the Broncos offense and you believe in Sean Payton, who's very proven, then Judy could have a huge year. Um and, yeah, I mean, Quentin Johnston, you know, he could be the wide receiver three all year and not be relevant at all. Uh, he could be the wide receiver one on an offense led by Kellen Moore um, and Justin Herbert. So, you know, it really wouldn't shock me, Brian, if you end up 10th uh, in the league, like some people have already predicted on this podcast, or like third. Um, I think your range of outcomes is one of the bigger ones in the league. Uh, but what does worry me is – I don't know what your ceiling is with starting three to four um, Eagles players at the same time. Now, you you just sold um, uh, Dallas Goddard, which yep. which helps that cause. Um, but what obviously you have a lot of Eagles players. You're an Eagles fan. You're high on the team this year. Um, are you concerned at all about? you know, limited upside or is that raising the floor or how do you think about how so many Eagles team players on your team? Yeah, no. Um, last year I did the same thing in all my other leagues loaded up on Eagles players and uh, I came in first place in three of my leagues. Um, and so if anything, that solidified the idea that to go out and get Eagles players. Um, Jalen Hurts just signed that big extension Devontae Smith is going to be there for a while. I see A.J. Brown leaving at the end of his contract and Devontae stepping up and being that number one guy. And to be honest with you, I think DeAndre Swift is the most underlooked player on my team. And I think he's going to pop off. Uh, the Eagles gave him number zero. He'll be the first Eagle player to ever wear the number zero. You don't give that to somebody you don't plan on starting. That is publicity. Eagles fans already have jerseys of him. I think he pops off this year in the Eagles format. And the Eagles defense, no matter what year it is, is always phenomenal. They break sack records, and they literally just added pieces with Jalen Carter and everybody else. We, I think that defense is going to be top five. Easy. Okay. Side note, you said you won three of your leagues. How many leagues were you in last year? <laughs> last year I was in four. This year I'll be in six. So, all right, three out of four. That's uh, 
that's the right year to bet on the Eagles. The Eagles had like one of the best <laughs> years in the history of football. I feel like as far as efficiency and exceeding expectations. So you, you picked the right time to bet. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I do. You kind of called out DeAndre Swift there, Brian. I did want to kind of talk a little bit about that Eagles backfield. You have, yeah. You obviously have DeAndre Swift. You yep. have Kenneth Gainwell. Yeah. And then there's that one name looming out there who, I don't know, maybe the beat reporters are not as high on him, but I feel like the fantasy football experts are much higher on Rashad Penny than yeah. they are any other Eagles. So have you had thoughts of going to get him, or are you pretty confident with Gainwell and Swift who you have and are just hoping that Penny gets injured because he gets injured every year? Uh, so what's kind of your thought process there? The only way I will trade for Penny, I believe he's on Will's team, is if Will includes Jamison Williams in that offer. Um, so I don't see that ever happening because I've already talked to him about Jamison Williams. Um, but, man, I am I am not high on Penny at all. Um, I'm just not. In the Eagles offense, how they run it, they want more elusive, out-of-the-backfield guys who can make stuff happen, and Penny's that bruiser. So I think he'll have a role for sure. Do I think there'll be some uh, – Sundays where I'm really upset because they drive all the way to the goal line and they don't do the infamous QB sneak and they give it to Penny. Absolutely. Absolutely. Penny's going to break my heart sometimes, but I do not think Penny is a startable option in fantasy because I don't think he'll get the reps. He'll be a touchdown dependent player at best, in my opinion. Yeah. I mean, I, I don't think I disagree. I think his, that, that backfield in and of itself is going to be very interesting to watch as, um, as we get closer to the season and buzz starts coming out about, I, I feel like buzz honestly will come out about all of them at different points. So yeah, I think Swift will get some great buzz. Gainwell will probably get some buzz after the playoffs that he had. And he was out snapping Sanders at times. Yep. Penny, Penny's going to get buzzed because every time he's healthy, he gets tons of buzz. So for sure that backfield will be very interesting to watch, but yeah, like you said, I mean, if you're a yard away, you're just going to have Jalen hurts run it in. So, Yep, right behind Kelsey, baby. Yeah, best running back on that team is Jalen Hurts. So uh, you got that right. <laughs> well, you know, the the Colts now have the the Eagles' offensive coordinator as their head coach, so I'm looking forward to the the tush push <laughs> with Anthony Richardson this year as well. <laughs> Absolutely. So, um, so Brian, you. Obviously, your team now has changed quite a bit from your team that you initially drafted um, along with Preston to get into the league. Um, in your spreadsheet here, you've got – it's very convenient. You've got uh, all of the trades that you've uh, taken part of in the last couple months, uh, yeah. who, who you gave up and who you got in return. Um, yep. There's like 20 of them, which – 20 of them in like three months is impressive to say the least. Uh, so I'm not going to run through all of them. Uh, but okay. Do you have, do you have a favorite trade or uh, you know, what, which one are you most proud of? If you, if you have one off the top of your head. Oh, absolutely, man. So there's, there's one I love and there's one that like, I'm embarrassed that it ever even happened. <laughs> um, so the one I love is when I finally, Finally had Mike Orm accept the Jalen Hurts trade. 
Bro, I worked on that for months. And not like I worked on it. I love you, Mike, if you're listening to it. I doubt it. But if you're listening to this, I love you, Mike. But bro didn't respond to nothing. And, I, <laughs> and I'm like, bro, I will give you my whole life if you just give me Jalen Hurts back. And it was trade after trade after trade. So, dude, when he sent that text or he accepted that trade, I legitimately like screamed in my house and jumped up and down. Like it was like such a good moment. So that's my trade favorite trade. The one I'm ashamed of um, is man. I got impatient. I was so excited to be in this league. I was so excited to do trading and everything. And I was looking, I was researching and I found this dude and I was like, man, this dude's about to pop off. Like I want him right now. And, uh, um, I traded for him and I got KJ Osborne and two thirds and I traded Brandon Ayuk away. And then uh, the Vikings drafted Jordan Anderson Addison. And I was uh, super embarrassed. And I was like, wow, that was literally the worst trade I think I've ever done. And Caleb or whoever I gave that to is in love with them now. So <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was the one that you gave Brandon. Ayuk yeah. to. I have since parted with Brandon Ayuk and may yep. look just as dumb as you in that process. So <laughs> we're kind of we're kind of in this together now, Brian. Yeah, I, absolutely, man. Yeah. So you know, it's okay. <laughs> we'll both be hoping that he is, you know, probably a great human, but selfishly, <laughs> kind of hope maybe Debo's better than him this year. Actually, no. I hope Debo. I just hope that Purdy and Lance just get in a huge competition and the 49ers are just trash. That's like dream for me. That would be, that would be another, <laughs> another option. I think. <laughs> yep. Yeah. So, so Noah, did you, you asked that question to Brian, did you looking through his trades have a favorite one of his? Um, uh, now you're going to put me on the spot. <laughs> I can go first if you would like, There's... I have one that I love. There's Brian. so many to choose from. Um, <laughs> yeah, I let. Well, before we do that, just real quick, just to to review the Jalen Hurts trade that got Brian Jalen Hurts. I don't think we mentioned what that Sorry, was. Yeah. So, uh, one, I I don't know. I don't know if Mike's listening to this. Uh, Mike gets married in two weeks, so Mike, you're listening, uh, congrats, and uh, you know, looking forward to the wedding. Um, secondly. Uh, Brian, don't take it personally. Mike, we, we've, we've, we lived with Mike for four years in college um, and have known him for seven. And I think he still responds to like a third, maybe a fourth <laughs> of, of text messages. So it's, it's, uh, it's not personal to you. Glad uh, to know. <laughs> it's more of an initiation. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Got to get in the inner circle. Um, so you gave up Josh Allen. Gabe Davis and a third round pick in 2023 for Jalen Hurts, Josh Kelly, and a 2023 second. Yeah. So, I mean, it really depends on how high are you on Hurts, how high are you on Josh Allen. Um, you know, obviously, I think Josh Allen's got more of a proven record of more than one year of being the top guy um, and is seen up there with Pat Mahomes. Um, and then Jalen Hurts just got extended. Jalen Hurts uses his legs more. Um, so there, I think there's a case to be made that he's QB1 this year and moving forward. Uh, but that's that's what you gave up to, to get your, your Eagles guy. Yeah. So 
Caleb, what was your favorite trade that that Brian's carried out such far so far? Yes. So I'd like to say I do like this for the other side as well. But specifically for Brian, looking at who he's a fan of, looking at who he has kept on his team, even if he has maybe passed some players back and forth a couple times that are part of this trade. They are both on his team now. Um, so the trade was Brian gave up DJ Moore a 2023 second and a 2025 first and in return got Devontae Smith and Jerry Judy. So that to me, I think Brian got kind of two starting wide receivers for him right off the bat. Um, I think DJ Moore has a lot of upside. Jacob on the last pod kind of talked about his love for kind of DJ Moore and what he can do with Justin Fields. And I, I fully agree. And you kind of never know what a first is going to turn into. So if that is, if that's high, then it's a whole nother story. If it's low, then it's a whole nother story. So um, you just kind of know with what you're giving up there, but getting Devonte Smith, a pretty proven top wide receiver and getting kind of the, the allure of Jerry Judy and um, can Russ turn it around and make him a top 24 wide receiver um, is both of those players are very exciting to me. Yeah, no, I mean, that was one of the two that I was going to mention two young stud wide receivers to get both of them. Was this for DJ Moore, Brian, do you remember, was this before or after he got traded to the bears? This was after because I was in talks with Michael about DJ Moore and him getting him. But when I figured out I could get Devontae Smith, I kind of left Michael at the altar and went running to Jacob Lowe. So (laughs) good to know. Yeah. Um, Okay. Well, I was going to say, I mean, I feel like DJ Moore to me had a higher value when he was with the Panthers than what he has now with the bears. Maybe that's not, you know, no, I'm going to stop right there. Yeah. (laughs) I, I want, I just like to say this for all the fellow Ohio state fans out there. We all watch this as well. Justin Fields can throw the ball. He is not a bad passer. I more would like to just bring drag the bears through the mud with terrible coaching, not using their players properly. I mean, Justin Fields can throw the ball. I think DJ Moore's got the best quarterback passing and running that he's ever had. I mean, the the bar on that is not very high, so I'd probably agree with you. If uh, the Bears can figure out their coaching situation of, like, letting Justin Fields throw the ball and their line to actually block, because that also helps. Fair. Fair. I just think, I mean, who else do the Bears have? They've got um, – uh, who's the young guy who got hurt last year? Darnell Mooney. Yeah, Mooney. I, I really like Mooney. He's probably more of a speed guy, and uh, DJ Moore is more of the traditional X receiver, but I think Mooney is going to take things. Um, Cole Komet is going to be involved, and I just don't think Fields is going to throw that many passes. Like, maybe they he'll be let him. he throws it, but let him. Hey, don't, for- don't forget, they have Chase Claypool, too. Wide receiver, top three. Is that what he said? Top three in the league? Yeah, they do a Chase Claypool as well. Yep. <laughs> exactly. Chase Claypool, who, you know, I mean, they gave up, what, a second-round pick or something? Yeah, they gave yeah. up the first pick in the second round. Yeah. So, uh, they're, they have to make that work, even if they don't want to. So, 
I don't know. But you just, you watched Fields play. You watched him torch. I mean, IU is not really you know a great <laughs> bar to be torching. But you watched him torch IU. I did go watch IU kill Ohio State in the rain, in the pouring rain. Um, yeah, that did happen. It was <laughs> it was terrible. Uh, it was like forty two to seven at half or something like that. It was bad. Great. But yeah, I mean, fields looked great for the quarter and a half that he played against D three competition. <laughs> but anyways, I digress. Um, I would say for me, um, my favorite trade. Let's see, where is it? I had it. Well, it's funny because you got Jerry Judy in the one that we just mentioned, and then you gave Jerry Judy up, and then you got Jerry Judy right back. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> um, so, you know, sometimes it's hard to keep track of everything that's going on here. Uh, okay, I'm going to go the opposite way. I'm going to go least favorite. <laughs> oh, okay. Is it different than Brian's least favorite? Uh, yes. But that's oh, okay. I am not a believer in DeAndre Swift. Um, so the you got DeAndre Swift, um, and you gave up Cam Akers and a 2023 second round pick, which yes, you you have Cam Akers back again. So this is a thing where you started with him, you, you you gave him up, and you got him back. But um, I mean, I think I'm much higher on Cam Akers than DeAndre Swift, just at face value, and then to give up a second round pick on top of it, um, I think. That was one that you carried out before Swift moved from the Lions and, you know, yes. they drafted Gibbs and a lot has changed from that. But looking at it now, um, I don't I don't love that one for you, Brian, but I don't love Swift like you do. So but Brian may like that one more than when he initially I, made it. Oh, I do. I absolutely love it more. <laughs> and you have Cam Akers back. So you really gave exactly. up. Exactly. You gave I up get, Elijah Moore, Khalil Herbert, in a second, and a second for Cammy and DeAndre Swift. Yeah, I think this <laughs> would be a great kind of segue into our final segment here, though. Um, which, if we, well, I guess, do we want to talk about Division Three before we jump into the final segment? Rem- final segment being Brian's predictions for this year. Mm. <laughs> yeah, uh, let's do it. Our next segment, we will kind of look at Division Three, the hardest division, according to Brian's spreadsheet, um, in the league. Um, so in that, we have Charlie, who is the reigning two-time champion. We have Jordan, who is um, ranked dead last in the spreadsheet. Jordan just wanted to remind you of that in case you <laughs> wanted to take some peeks again. Uh, we have Alan, who is the number one ranked team slash manager for the future and then brian obviously as well so brian do you just want to kind of talk a little bit about what you're what you have in here and kind of what plays into some of those rankings that makes this the hardest division yeah i mean i think this is simply the hardest division because you have the the champion in it. I think that's first and foremost what we have to recognize is that Charlie's in here until somebody dethrones Charlie. 
You got to put respect on his name. You just do. Um, I think Jordan has a good team. Um, I think that his busyness and lack of interaction uh, is going to hold him back to the potential that he has. Um, and I think Elaine is in, or Alan is in a <laughs> rebuilding. Sorry. Oh, I'm sorry. I am only calling him Elaine. <laughs> um, he's definitely in a rebuilding mode, uh, but I think it's going to be scary when he does rebuild because I think he's got some nice young pieces. Um, but yeah, so I think that's why we have the hardest division for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. I go ahead, Noah. You're good. I mean, Charlie and Jordan are very strong. They also have some of the older teams. Um, in yeah. the rankings as well. I think Jordan's got the oldest team. Charlie's got the third oldest team. Um, but once again, Charlie's, you know, we can't put any hate towards Charlie until someone else wins this thing. Um, so it's interesting because I think, you know, I Brian, would you say Division Three the hardest for this year or the hardest, like, moving forward? I think it's going to be the hardest moving forward for sure. This year, I agree. I wouldn't want to be in Division One. Yeah, this... yeah. I think you you have to have a lot of faith, and I mean, Charlie's won back to back years, so you got to have faith that he at least knows what he's doing. Correct. Um, so even if he has an old team, he's won back to back years, so you got to you got to toss it up and say, hey, he may know something we all don't. And yep. so until he loses, he is going to be the number one dynasty fantasy football player in this league um and then you look at jordan and i think i mean jordan's got an older team but he's still got a couple years of all of the players on his roster so um he can kind of pick and choose and when he decides to to trade some of those pieces they are going to go for a lot um yeah so he can very quickly set himself up for really whatever year he wants to win with some moves so um, he's got a lot of potential there. Allen, you know, doesn't have his first next year, but no, no doubt that Allen will, will do some moves to try and figure it out. There is no doubt about that. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, unless he just goes for it this year, in which case he could as well. Um, and then obviously we have your team, Brian, which we've talked a lot about, but yeah. Yeah. I thought the, there's another side of the spreadsheet where Brian, you, you break down everyone's starting lineups within the division and you kind of Absolutely. rank the, you know, how each position stands up against the other teams in the league. Um, so for instance, you know, at wide, who's everyone's wide receiver one. Um, and how does that compare to other people's wide receiver one? Um, and then you average those ranks out to kind of show maybe who, stacks up against who um now i will say that having the best defense is different than having the best wide receiver in the league for sure um, absolutely but you want to talk through just maybe some things that stick out to you with how you broke that down yeah for sure i mean in our division we have lamar jackson joe burrow Dak prescott jalen hurts and without a doubt in my mind jalen hurts is the best fantasy quarterback in this division. Um, and so I have him at number one. I think I was 
sincerely surprised that Charlie only has one stud running back, and that's Jonathan Taylor. And last year, he wasn't even that studdish. He was more like a Walmart version of himself. Um, and that's so for what, him to that, only... That's what made Charlie winning last year so frustrating, is Jonathan Taylor and Cooper Cup were pretty much non-existent, and he still won. Yeah. And, and Lamar Jackson. <laughs> All Correct. three of them were hurt. <laughs> yeah, just nuts. Um, so I actually have him lower with the running backs. Um, I have the best running backs, hands down, not even a question, Jordan. Jordan has the best. I think he has the best two, except for maybe, I think Michael's the one with the three stud running backs. Uh, but Jordan's team, man, it's going to be hard to beat Christian McCaffrey and Josh Jacobs. Um, but I will say Christian McCaffrey has never had back-to-back seasons where he's played every down where he's played every single game where he's been healthy and succeeded. So who knows if he does that this year? Um, I think that the best wide receivers in here are Cooper cup and AJ Brown. So that goes to Charlie. Um, but I think the flex is where it definitely comes in. I think that other than Stefan Diggs on Charlie's teams, I think that this division has crappy flexes and I think my flexes come in and just absolutely destroy them. Uh, without even questioning it. And so I think that's where there's a lot of separation as well, is that we have some top-heavy teams in Division Three. Yeah, I. that's the first thing that stuck out to me, is Jordan's team specifically is very top-heavy. Um, it's extremely impressive on the top of, I mean, you run out Christian McCaffrey, Josh Jacobs, and Jamar Chase, like, as long as you get some help from the rest of the team, you're going to be just fine. Um, yeah. Assuming those three, you know, do what they're supposed to do this year. So that that can't be understated. And the fact that he's got the Joe Burrow, Jamar Chase stack on top of, like, just having Chase alone. Um, but, yeah, the rest of his team, you know, DeAndre Hopkins, Everett, Adam Thielen, Kadarius Toney, um, I think he's got a couple more bench pieces that might actually slide into those flex roles, um, but not as not as strong as you work your way down. Versus, I do think Brian, you have probably the most depth in the league. Although Charlie does have the luxury of starting Stephon Diggs in his flex, which I think <laughs> should count as like two flex positions in one. Absolutely, assuming he plays this year. Assuming Diggs plays this year, which. <laughs> I'm sure got they'll, some, got they'll some figure stuff going on over there. So. They'll figure something out. But yeah, I mean, it should be a it should be a tough division. Um, you know, these rankings are not kind to Allen <laughs> uh, <laughs> at all. Although, you know, there, there might be some Kyle Pitts slander here. Um, you, you, you think you think Pat Frymuth is going to be better than Kyle Pitts this year, Brian? Uh, absolutely. I, all I have to say is who's throwing to Kyle Pitts and are they having a completely different philosophy change considering they just had a thousand yard rusher and Tyler Algier and they said, you know what, <clears throat> let's double down and get B. John. So clearly their mind is going more run game and they have to share the ball with Drake London. There's just a lot of mouths to feed with that passing. And I don't think they have any chef back there to actually pass it to anybody. So I think it's a run heavy team and Kyle Pitts starts to fall away. Desmond Ringer just has to turn around and hand it off. Exactly. That's what Caleb's rooting for. Yes, I am.
selfishly. <laughs> no, yeah. I, who knows how much the Falcons are actually going to throw the ball. But um, I think Pitts has much more talent than Fryermuth, but And I don't know how much I trust Kenny Pickett, but I think I trust him more than I trust Desmond Ritter. So I think it's close between the two of them. Um, if someone's going to rip off a 60-yard touchdown, it's not going to be Pat Fryermuth. But, uh, Very true. He's probably going to be more consistent. Caleb, any other thoughts or questions on the division before we move to uh, the prediction for this year? Oh, no. I am I am ready for all of the feedback on this prediction for this year piece. <laughs> <laughs> all right. You know what, Brian? We're, I'll kick it to you. Why don't, why don't you run through how – your prediction for this year, you've mentioned you've got Charlie on top to three-peat, um, but go ahead and run through the the rankings for everyone. Yeah, and let me say, this is this is regular season finish. So how it finishes in the playoffs, we'll have to see, but this is regular season finish. So I have Charlie winning Division Three, but not only winning Division Three, but having the best record in the league. Um, I have with the second best record, Coming out of Division One, Michael. I have him winning his division and having the second best record. Um, the third division winner, winner with the third best record, I have Noah coming out of his division. Um, I think that he uh, gets Mike out of the way there and uh, takes number one over there. Um, and then I think Mike does make it as this number two from Division Two. I think he is fourth in our league um, at number five. Um, I put myself, I think I have two easy wins in Allen. Um, I think that division three is up for the taking. And I think that my players pop off. Um, number six, I have Caleb having a better um, record than the seventh seed, even though he is the third person from division two. Um, and then number seven, I have from division one, Will and then to wrap up the rest of the teams that did not make the playoffs, number eight is Jordan, number nine is Maya, number 10 is Preston, number 11 is Allen, and number 12, Jacob goes to the Waffle House but gets Marvin Harrison Jr. Ooh. I don't know, Jacob's trying to finish second to last three years in a row, uh, but I'd <laughs> like to see a, a Waffle House punishment uh, instead, that, that'd be, be enjoyable. <laughs> Call me cruel, but I am really hoping that someone who doesn't have their first round pick goes to Waffle House. <laughs> <laughs> I think that will just put the fear of death in everyone from trading their picks for the next couple of years, and that will be very funny to watch. I mean, I don't have any picks for the next three years, so. Hopefully you make the playoffs, Brian. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I can say. Noah, did any of those rankings kind of stick out to you at all? Yeah, I think the, I mean, the middle, it, it's 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 really hard when you get into the middle rankings here. But, you know, I I think of Jordan and Maya's teams as higher than eighth and ninth, respectively. Uh, I think we just talked about Jordan's team quite a bit. And it is probably more top heavy than what I would have like thought if you would have just asked me before looking at his team. Um, so, you know, I think there's definitely a scenario where he falls out of the playoffs, especially if someone gets hurt. Um, Cause I don't know if he has the depth or the 
transaction uh, savvy to uh, to recover, as as noted. Um, <laughs> but Maya, um, you know, I think we've talked about previously. I I, I like Maya's team a lot, so I'd probably slot him up um, and into the playoffs versus. Um, I don't know who I'd bump out. I mean, sorry, Brian, but maybe, maybe Brian. <laughs> hey, you're allowed to have your opinion. You're putting, that would mean you're putting Jordan in over Brian, and Maya would – because Maya's not in this – Maya's in a different division. Sure. So, so it's I, Maya I or Will or Michael, or you bump me or Mike out. Yeah. It's fuzzy. It gets that, tough, man. Gets that is why tough. Maya didn't make it. Not because he didn't have a good team. Same with Jordan. I just don't think they win their divisions. And I think that um, Will ends up having the best record out of them three. I think Maya's got the most consistent team because it's based on so much run of the running back depth. But those pop-off weeks that you're going to get from your Jamar Chase, Garrett Wilson, Justin Jefferson, C.D. Lamb. Like, he doesn't have that level of wide receiver to get some of those pop-off weeks, which is going to just going to be hard. But he's going to be so consistent with all those running backs. So that's where it'll be interesting to kind of see what happens with Maya's team. Well, and it's going to be interesting to see where Dalvin Cook falls because there's been so many rumors of him going to New England or New York Jets. And, I mean, if, if Dalvin goes to any of those places, his team starts to get a little messy um, with those running backs. It's going to be a lot more committee than lead. Yeah, I think the other thing that really sticks out to me here when you're thinking about it is um, just the power of divisions, uh, which, Brian, I think you've done a good job of thinking through. Uh, I mean, you see – so me and Caleb's division. So you've got me at – third Caleb at sixth and Mike at fourth so three four six and then you know Jacob at 12 so you've got one guy at the bottom and then everyone else kind of benefiting from hopefully some easier wins there um same thing with division three with you know you've got Charlie at number one um Brian you at number five and Jordan at number eight so three teams pretty high up there, Jordan right on the fringe of the playoffs, and then Allen down at the bottom. And then Division One's a tough one where um, you've got Maya and Preston at 9 and 10, Will at 7, so 7, 9, 10, and Michael at number 2. So that division cannibalizing itself basically is, is kind of what I'm seeing from these rankings. Absolutely. So, I mean – Apologies, Division One. You've, you've, at least in July, we think that you've drawn the short straw. <laughs> but who knows in three years what that's going to look like? So, divisions that may, division may just be a cakewalk in three years. So, you never know. <laughs> you never know. If, and Jacob and Allen could flip it around in a year or two. I mean, Jacob especially has. Every draft pick for the next two years. So um, glad he's not in my division. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> Jacob's got Jacob's got stuff that he can play with. So now I will say, Jacob has mentioned multiple times that he does not have the dedication to um, to make some of those trades. But 
if he decides that he wants to, and I have told him we will make him um, <laughs> a star fantasy football player, then he definitely can. You know, I, I've been I've been looking throughout like this few episodes of the podcast to cut certain quotes that I can use in the future, and I think Jacob has stuff to play with. Is is something <laughs> that I'm just gonna <laughs> nip it right there. I'll Thank you, away. Kill. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, no, Brian, uh, thank you for your commitment to the league, for your preparedness and giving us plenty of material to um, discuss here. Uh, did we not cover anything that, that you would like to mention or um, an overall you know, defense of your team? I mean, I think you've, you've done that um, through, you know, throughout the podcast, but anything that we haven't hit on yet that you'd like to bring up? All, all I ask, all I ask, and you guys are free to say no to this, but at the end of the year, if I'm in the top half, everybody who doubted me, we need to have a segment on this podcast that says, sorry, Brian. And if I'm in the bottom half, I will come on the podcast and apologize to every manager for wasting their time this year. I just think that needs to happen. <laughs> I'll, I'll go one further, Brian. If you... okay. If you make the playoffs, I will yeah. verbally apologize to you on the podcast. And if I don't? And if you don't, you do two waffles at Waffle House. Uh, put out your hand right now and we'll shake midair. You ready? Okay, I'm shaking. All right, here we go. It's done deal, sir. Everyone heard it here. All right. Noted. Noted. Uh, I, I like that a lot. Um, I'll go on record, Brian. I think – I think it's a coin flip that you get into the playoffs this year. It, it would not shock me at all. Um, I think my concern lies in like two or three years down the road. And if you can replenish your team with, uh, with your disregard of draft picks. So, so that's, that's where more of my, uh, my, whatever you call it, uh, hate or flat comes from. Um, but I think you're definitely ready to compete this year. And if the Eagles are as good as you think they are, then you're definitely going to hit the playoffs. So it will be interesting to see. And we can definitely have a segment in a future podcast one way or the other, um, <laughs> either apologizing to you or having you apologize to the league. <laughs> Sounds good. Or videos of you having waffles at Waffle House. You know, either one. Absolutely. <laughs> All right. Well, thank you guys again. Um, for your time this was a lot of fun and um, we'll just round out the podcast here I think we're right at about an hour so uh, consistent with our length of, of these episodes and um, we'll we'll see what type of feedback this stirs up in the league and there might be some hurt feelings we'll see Jordan just remember what Brian had to say hey Jordan just remember that uh, yeah I said some bad things sorry bud <laughs> I think Jordan has listened to every episode. He's like commented. He has, yeah. Yeah. So right, we're, uh, cut, we're cutting here. Everything from this point on is off the record. <laughs> okay. No I've been. I've sent so many trades to Jordan. It's not even funny. Dude, so have I, and I've got zero responses. Oh, I got. I got some replies because I am very much just trying to overpay for some players on his team. <laughs> but the problem is that I'm trying to overplay for stud players on his team that he rightfully doesn't want to give up because they're studs. So 
Hey, if, if my team starts to fall apart, I'll be getting all those draft picks back by trading my young, amazing players. So I'll go. come right to you, Caleb. Okay. I, I literally <laughs> have draft picks, and I am like – I already offered Noah two firsts and Debo for CD. He said no. It's I don't even know what else I've offered. I just want to know what it's going to take to get Elijah Moore. <laughs> you, can't, you can't have him. It makes no sense. <laughs> oh, man. I mean, he may become tradable, but at this moment in time, I there is nothing that you would give me that I will accept for Elijah Moore. Brian, Fair enough. just package all three of your third-round picks for him. I'll add Mechie and all three of my third-round picks for Elijah Moore. Oh. Now that is interesting. That is interesting. <laughs> <laughs> and I am more contemplating it just for the funniness of seeing no picks on your team. Yeah. <laughs> Zero. Yeah. But I think I'd rather have Elijah Moore. Of course. Of course. <laughs> uh, dude, thank you guys so much for having me on this podcast, man. Of course. Thanks for all the work that you did, Brian. It's a pleasure. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. Anytime. I, I've never been more excited for a fantasy football season to start. So um, it's yeah. going to be amazing. All right. Well, thank you both. Um, Appreciate it. And uh, we'll see you again soon. Sounds good. Talk to you guys later. Bye. All All right. Bye.